This is Audio Gyan and I am your host Kedar Nimkar. Welcome to a deep dive into the minds of luminaries from the Indian creative world. Sixteen July is World Snake Day. Four days from today, when this episode is released, and on this occasion, we are doing case study of Snakeadoo, a board game about snakes and snake bites. More than a million people have died due to snake bites in India in the past twenty years. Snakeadoo is an original take on the conventional snake and ladders game, only this time without any ladders. It's only snakes. is geared towards education on nine snake species commonly found in india including the four main venomous ones today we have piyush sekhsaraya who conceptualized the game and khyati patak who designed it piyush has masters in urban architecture from cratair france and mphil in geography from sorbonne paris he is currently based out of delhi working as a consultant in domains of environment disaster management and development Kathy is a writer and a cartoonist, passionate about policy frameworks, and also the host of famous Puliyawazi podcast. Before we begin, I also want to call out the team who designed this game uh, with careful messaging, attractive colors, good photographs, and a tradition of good board game that will be fun and learning at the same time. Shubham Sayanke, Joe Lewis, Parikshit Suryavanshi, Shashi Jha, and Vivek Sharma. Snakeadoo has been brought to you by. indiansnakes.indiansnakes.org and vasa amravati 50% of the profit from your purchase goes to support vasa amravati's work in education on snake and snake bite reduction and 50% goes to support copies of the game for local groups so head on to snakeadoo.wordpress.com to buy a uh, link is in the show notes and we'll start off with today's episode so thank you khyati and piyush uh, for giving your time and it's a real pleasure to have you on audio again thank you kedar for inviting us and uh, letting us share our story about snakeadoo uh, thanks kedar it's a real pleasure to be here great so thanks thanks for uh, giving your time and yeah so i have divided as i ha- in audio again i have three formats a regular interview case study and audio and biographies in case study i generally deep dive into one problem statement or solution typically very close to social impact or or something which is really done with lot of love and passion so i thought i'll do uh, a case study on snake to do with you guys and i've divided the the episode broadly into like three areas loosely uh, divided uh, why and what uh, you guys are doing uh, the process of making the game itself and what the actual game is and impact and so on and so forth so why don't we start with uh piyush first with you like if you can give us an introduction to what is snakeadoo uh and and yeah uh, we'll we'll start there and see where we go uh, thanks kedar so basically briefly said in the introduction it's a board game uh, which is a take off from uh, snakes and ladders um and the idea here is that we want to make education on snakes and snake bite more accessible fun and in a format where uh, we are able to reach out to a wider cross section of people whether it's children adults teachers uh, you know resource persons working on these issues on ground uh, who are communicating these things through more conventional means so fundamentally it's a game but with an education uh component to it 
and and what made you come up with this idea so actually uh, what happened is that maybe about 10 years back uh, with some other friends um, deepthi and shashwati we developed a game on water and sanitation good practices in water and sanitation using the snakes and ladder as a uh, platform um while doing that because i come with a background in you know interest in ecology and wildlife i was very hassled by the idea that uh, there is a direct association between wrong actions and snakes so every time uh, you hit a snake head you basically it's symbolic of doing something wrong so it sort of re emphasizes i would say wrong ideas of snakes being always harmful snakes being dangerous snakes being negative and we were a bit short on time and ideas then so all we did is that we just uh, left the snakes as white in color so a kind of neutral idea that uh, but you know it wasn't a very good idea it didn't really change anything and the idea of why not use snakes and ladders as a format to develop a game of snake and snake education came in then um but uh, when covid happened and there was in some sense extra time and also a need to do something creative uh, i sort of uh, revived this idea and discussed with a small group of friends with whom we did some work on snakes and snake bite otherwise and that's when we thought that okay let's move on it let's do something about it i also actually spent a lot of time on the internet to figure out whether somebody else had done this already or not because at the face of it it's a very uh, well established game idea for a number of other developmental uh, programs so just like we had developed something for water and sanitation other people have used the game for other messaging but surprisingly i didn't find anything on the internet um and that's when we thought that okay it's worthwhile to actually start working on it hmm, interesting so i'm sorry i'm just like taking one step before uh, and how did you met uh, khati right so uh, you know this thing typically is a bit uh, it's you could say is a bit of serendipity we were looking for somebody with whom we could work on developing this idea and khyati's name was suggested by a common friend um and the other thing that happened i think with covid is that the idea that you can work online systematically and almost without any um uh limitations really sunk in entirely if we had discussed the same idea earlier i'm sure people would have said oh let's meet up we need we need somebody who's close by uh, that we mm. can meet in person and i think those ideas sort of opened up and um, you know i saw some of khyati's work and she was very keen and seemed like uh, it would work out so it just happened and it happened very organically nice so khyati like were you sort of interested because of your policy hat or because of your illustrator hat <laughs> Uh, so actually before i wore the policy or even the illustrator hat i used to have this environmental uh, activism hat a little bit uh-huh. so 
I I was also very much interested in uh, environment and things like that. Not that I have been able to do much, but so when uh, Piyush threw this idea that you know this is a concept that uh, we can work on, I thought, yeah, why not? You know, this is a great idea. I did not know anything about snakes at that time. Uh, but you know piyush knew enough and he knew enough people who would know more about snakes so i thought yeah definitely this should this is something we should try doing so yeah it was more like a let's try try this how yeah. how this, will this go we did not know about that but yeah awesome uh okay so before we jump into uh the process which i have a lot of questions for kathy actually uh, piyush you want to just give us like a brief sense of some numbers uh, you mentioned uh people dying due to snake bites and also certain myths and anything that's that just gives lot more context to uh justifying this kind of a game uh, especially in india right how does it impact the food chain or or how does it impact psychology uh anything that that uh, sort of is worthwhile yeah so let me give a quick overview of what is the actual situation and unfortunately Uh, we are not aware of this uh, in india so research shows us that india suffers something like 58000 snake bite deaths annually oh. mm. okay that's quite a lot it's a huge number it's actually 80% of the total global snake bite deaths oh and out of these 58000 snake bite deaths about 90% are caused by the big four which are the common crate spectacle cobra russell's viper and sawscale viper and as it goes agricultural workers and children are the most affected and children with their smaller body mass often suffer more severe effects because the snake is going to inject proportionally a much higher quantity of venom into a child as compared to an adult um and this of course can lead to loss of limbs paralysis and unfortunately often an extremely painful death even today most snake bite victims go to some kind of local remedy or a local baba and whose uh, treatments are mostly outright dangerous um and the success that they have is mainly because a lot of snake bites are happening either by non venomous snakes or they are dry bites that is a venomous snake bites you but no venom gets injected hmm so on an average if there are 10 snake bites maybe 7 or 8 are actually of these kind non venomous snakes or dry bites so obviously these people recover irrespective of whether they go to a baba or to a hospital and hence there is a continued belief that the treatment is possible in a traditional sort of system the second challenge is that there is a problem of non availability of anti venom in public health centers or in sub centers at the level at which people would typically access a uh, treatment in rural areas and in places in hospitals where uh, anti venom may be available doctors are not necessarily trained uh, to be able to handle a situation like that what i mean by that is that they are trained as part of their regular program but 
uh, it's not really like a hands-on training or a training which they are adept at. So it often ends up in referrals where a doctor from a sub-center will refer to a PHC, a PHC doctor will refer to a district hospital. And of course, time is crucial. And this often means that uh, people either die on the way or the situation goes out of hand. And obviously, the trust factor that people have in the health system also falls. Mm. So it's like a double-edged sword. And hence, the problem is not so easy. Um, but it's there for us to, you know, uh, work on. Mm. Mm. And... and um at least in my exposure i come from a small town in mumbai uh, very outskirts and i've seen a lot of people just killing them rather than sort of handing them over to the right authority or is there a pattern or is there a danger due to that because yeah so um, you know especially in um, in areas where snakes are found they are found there because there is food available and their food essentially is rats and other smaller uh, creatures. Um, if you were to eliminate snakes from certain areas in a systematic way, you're obviously going to see a, a population of rats, rodents, and other such increasing uh, tremendously. Um, having said that, we have also created situations where we have created ideal habitats for snakes. So if you look at, let's say, the way uh, waste is generated, that in turn leads to a proliferation of rodents and that in turn attracts snakes. Or the way we store our food grain, which allows a lot of uh, rat populations or rodent populations to grow. And that in turn again attracts snakes. So um, the solution is not really to kill snakes. Mm. Uh, of course, there may be a need for management of snakes. So you may not want venomous snakes in your neighborhood or in your residential areas. But it doesn't mean that you have to kill it. What it means is that in the short term, it means that you should call a certified snake rescuer and get the snake removed and released in a, in a wilder area or in a more remote area. But in the short term and medium term, you also need to manage your immediate surroundings in such a way that there is lesser attraction for snakes to come. Mm. Um, and also we should keep in mind that snakes are protected under the Wildlife Protection Act of the Government of India and it's illegal to kill snakes. Uh, so it's also fundamentally uh, illegal to kill snakes, although the perception may be that you know the snake is there to bite me or the snake is there to kill me, which is not the case. The snake is not interested in wasting very precious venom on a human because it uses that venom to catch its prey. It is just that we enter into a situation where we take them by surprise, we stamp on them. Uh, you know, we are in very close vicinity and that results in a snake bite. So I think better understanding of snakes, the different uh, species, their behavior, uh, the kind of risks and the efforts we can take to address those will play a big role in bringing down snake bite and also related conflict like killing, maiming, etc. Hmm. Hmm. That's very, very insightful. I was not aware of the Protection Act. Yeah. So, uh, Kathy, like 
like i wanted to move to the process part of it uh, so since you were sort of the designer in action so what was the process of making it i mean uh, what how did the initial iterations were and as uh, as piyush mentioned how did you take that brief and sort of like yeah how did it manifest yeah. right yeah so uh, so as you uh, as piyush explained that we wanted to explain about snake bites uh, snakes as well as snake bites so we thought that there could be two kinds of messaging that we can do uh, one would be about the snakes and uh, and the second would be about what behaviors we should do or not do uh, to avoid snake bites so these are the two kinds of messaging that we tried to put in uh what kind of uh, which are the snakes that we should include in the game that decision was made uh, in consultation with uh, shubham so shubham is uh, he he runs this organization called wasa uh, where basically he rescues a, he and a group of other a lot of uh, uh, his friends they uh, they actually rescue animals including snakes so he does this on a very regular basis where he's they are encountering different kinds of snakes and you know he they are also aware of the kind of situations in which they catch them and you know how people are um you know he knows the kind of behaviors that the people are doing and what should we include in the messaging for us to you know communicate that these things should not be done so um so he gave us these inputs on both the kind of things ki you know these are the kinds of uh, snakes which are commonly found and he gave a basically list of the common snakes and then we also uh consulted a snake expert i mean this um, joe's who's uh, the scientific advisor for this project to understand that you know these are the kind these are the most popular snakes across india and we should be uh, including them in the list uh, then second thing that we thought uh, there is also another phenomena in the selection of the snakes that you know in nature all of the venomous snakes i mean sorry not all but these four uh, big four venomous snakes that are found in india there are also very similar looking non venomous snakes uh, that are found in nature so for uh, uh, one uh, cobra there is also a rat snake which is a non venomous snake so there is almost like a coupling in nature that every four this big four has like a actually non venomous version of it so we hmm. thought okay this would be a good um, and they look very similar in nature i mean their patterns are same or their size and color and things like that make them look like the other one and so we thought this would be an interesting thing to include in the game uh, to also demonstrate the fact that how confusing they can be uh, then one more input came from piyush where initially we were thinking that we can just have some kind of a, uh, like a snake illustration to show these snakes but then piyush suggested that uh, we should actually use uh, proper snake images you know where it, uh, mm. we can see a real snake like we can put a real snake on it right so so that was and we thought that would make it more interesting it would be, become a little bit more serious not that we want like the intention is not for people to be able to identify these snakes but uh, it would just make uh, some of the things more clearer how they look similar and all of that mm. so that was one of the consideration early on uh, that we had decided uh, and and then what uh, what are the do's and don'ts that we need to communicate that was also shared uh, by shubham and joes based on their experiences with snakes 
So once we had these messaging, my my task was basically to lay that out on a game board and uh, lay that out in a way that is, you know, interesting that there is, uh, you know, at a little bit of an interval, you, you continue to get like some good snakes, I'm sorry, some venomous snakes and some non-venomous snakes. So it's like a uh, keeping the game interesting, uh, the gameplay interesting. So, so that was, the, that came later on. But yeah, these were the main things that we uh, kept. And uh, we also um, included some do's and don'ts in the game. Because, uh, you know, even after finishing the game, because we knew that this was a game that was going to be played. Uh, we In our minds, we were very clear that we wanted to be like a community play game. That is the dominant version in which we see this game being played in a classroom or in a, in a village or in a society or a community where the snake has been found. You know, a snake rescuer can go and demonstrate it or a school teacher can demonstrate it to a, her class uh, in an area where, you know, there are so many snakes or in any class, actually. So so keeping that in mind, we, we had to keep some other consideration in terms of, uh, you know, the readability should be uh, good and even uh, the sizing should be such that even if the children are looking at it from far away, they can still see clearly after, you know, the gameplay is over, the teacher can then uh, wrap up the game and, you know, reiterate some of the messagings, like these are the do's and these are the don'ts, like summarize it at the end for the children to remember uh, once the game is over. Um, mm. So these are some of the things that we uh, thought of yeah. doing. Um, one more uh, input uh, that we, uh, so so one thing we were iterating, so this was, you know, first version we got and then, you know, we thought, okay, we, we can include this also. So we kept on iterating on this. And um, so one other thing that we added was to have this, uh, the, uh, the design of the scales of each of the snake on the sides of the, uh, the, the main game board and, mm. you know, getting the children to then uh, have an activity to uh, match the, the scales of the snake with uh, the actual snake and also matching the venomous and the non-venomous uh, snakes. So those were some of the gameplays that we thought that we should include. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I will add this in the show notes, but there is like the saw scaled viper, I believe it's non-poisonous and it looks very close to say like a Russell viper. Is that correct? Uh, no, so saw scale viper is the venomous one. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah. I think it and looks like if you look at the game, it will look like uh, I think a common cat snake. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's the matching part of it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. That okay. Those two snakes are matching. Perfect. So I I ran an experiment once, like. Uh, I gave the game to my uh, daughter who was 10 years old and her friend. And I asked them that, you know, play this game. I did not give them any instruction, but they figured out what it is. And then I also asked them, like, can you match match these, uh, uh, which are the two uh, snakes that, you know, which are the pairs that look similar? Mm. And they were able to guess three out of four uh, pairs quite clearly so i was happy that okay the point that you are trying to demonstrate is being made mm, so mm. yeah but yeah there is chance of it getting confused but i think in the messaging we have written in many places 
where are the which snake is getting confused with other one so that messaging is a part of the game so you will have the answers if you play the game so ஒரிஜினலிட்டிமெண்டலிட்டிமெண்டலிட்டி and and obviously which are the other snakes which are non poisonous in the game right so um when we say the big four basically are the snakes which are responsible for the maximum number of snake bite deaths they are relatively commonly found and relatively uh, widespread so what i mean by that is that if you look at india and if you look at a major part of western india uh, peninsula india and also parts of central india these snakes are you could say the dominant venomous species in terms of snake bites and that are in proximity of humans uh, more than any others if you move towards the east uh, and the northeast then uh, some of these species will change in terms of uh, you know the maximum number of bites that come in say in assam will not be representative of these four there are other species that start playing a role hmm. including some viper species pit viper species and other crate species so in some sense these big four are valid for a major part of the country but not for the entire country hmm. so it means that if we were to design this game for say west bengal or for the east then we would probably make a slight change in the species selection that is point number 1 now with respect to the other five species selected these are basically selected because of their common occurrence and typical confusion so uh, you know evolution is very fascinating these snakes have evolved to mimic so the common wolf snake has evolved to mimic the common crate and the mimicry is in its um, pattern but the mimicry is also in its uh, body form that will take it will it looks similar not just in terms of looks but also in terms of behavior with the common crate now obviously in the snake kingdom or in the kingdom of in the national kingdom this is to the advantage of the common wolf because less people are going to mess with it uh, and so on but it doesn't work like this for humans because humans end up confusing the two and they consider that the common wolf is also the common crate and it gets identified and killed for the same reason so the selection of the other five species was basically based on their um, their sort of commonality their availability and the fact that they um, are very closely linked to these snakes um, and you know we had to sort of also be a little aware that we didn't want to overload information um on the on the game so nine species were really like the upper limit you know hmm yeah and very very fascinating right the evolution part of it uh, so kathi like were there any challenges to 
place them in a particular order or you just had to remove the ladders and put them or just reorient the entire 100 boxes uh, can you tell us about few challenges uh, that you faced yeah so in uh, the it was not a big challenge but uh, the only challenge was to make sure that the placement works in such a way that if you find a venomous snake then it should take you back in the game and if you find a non venomous snake it should take you forward in the game to reiterate the point that it is harmless so uh, and because we had decided that we wanted um the actual images of of these snakes then we cannot just you know make up our own way of uh, okay this will start from here and end here right it depends on the snake how good uh, from image we get so that's why it's not too drastic we like uh, most of our places because of the shape of the image of the snake itself Uh, it would either go back a four or five uh, steps back it won't be like you know actual game when it goes from 99 to 2 right we cannot have mm-hmm. i mean we could not find uh, such kind of this thing so yeah so th- those were some of the things to align but it was something to just play around uh, i think one more chal- uh, one more thing that we took after feedback where we felt okay there was not enough uh, uh, um, enough uh, twists and turns in the game then we uh, you know then we added some for example something like um, um something like killing a snake we made mm. it like a huge minus point for it to make reiterate this point that you know uh, if uh, if you kill a snake it's a crime and then you have to go back to jail and so you know you you really go back into the game uh, you lose a lot of points in the game for this to reiterate that it's a very negative thing to do and uh, uh, one more where we have said if you uh, if you go to a baba when there's a snake bite and if you go to baba then you're losing time and then again in, for to reiterate that we made we uh, we made it to you have to go back to the start of the game so just a reiteration that you know it's a negative thing you should not be doing this something like that you know so uh, that was a play that we we just did to make sure that there was some more interest in the twists and turns in the games Hmm, seems fun. And what's yeah. about the twenty fifth? And so forty three b- uh, steps or whatever forty three blocks think, to complete uh, was because of uh, you said the the kind of photographs and and uh, things that you arrived at. Okay. Yeah, because if we have would have put hundred right, like then everywhere the messaging has would become very small. The size of each cell would be very small, right? So we kept it to forty nine, so that you know there is uh, we get a seven by seven. clean uh, square and then mm. uh, basically uh, each cell is big enough for us to write all these things that we were uh, all the messaging that we were writing at the readability that you know you can still read it while you are standing up or you know in a group and you're still looking it from far away and still trying to read it so mm. so that's why we didn't want to add too many details it was uh, uh, kept uh, in detailed enough but not so detailed that you know you cannot read and you would lose interest correct correct and what and what's with 25 like there's some medical symbol there like a hospital symbol oh that's a hospital yeah so in one of the places if you uh, if you if you are bitten by snake you're supposed to directly go to the hospital and then you basically move ahead in the game if you go there oh okay okay yeah, so basically. so when you are hit by or like what or like bit by a snake you don't come down but you jump to a hospital uh yeah so, so it is uh, yeah so if bitten by snake go to the hospital immediately on that messaging you go forward in the game 
Okay. okay. Yeah. And in a, in another one, another example of the same one, if bitten by the snake and you go to a Baba, then basically that cell takes you back to the start of the game. So it's an example of a negative message versus a positive message. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. Uh, and, and Piyush seems like you guys are, have added a few things, as she mentioned about the Baba from your learnings uh, and also the points and the rescue kits. So, um, could you possibly share, like, what was the thought behind it? I mean, obviously, it came out of the research and and the behaviors which were shown by these people. But something to add? Sure. So, uh, you know, in some sense, um, there is a need to uh, generate greater understanding and uh, appreciation of snakes. But there's also uh, maybe an equally important uh, need to understand human behavior. And uh, so while there is, there are the snakes and there is about venomous, non-venomous, this copies that kind of information. Our main focus actually is on human behavior, correct or incorrect. Um, so uh, like Kathy was also saying that the focus in some sense is, so there is a narrative which is if you hit a venomous snake you go down if you hit a non-venomous snake you go up for example but that would only be reinforcing a very limited idea so there is a messaging that goes along with each uh, each up and down whether it is related to a snake itself or in the boxes in the middle you know now while uh, working on this uh, basically, Shubham and Joes who actively work on ground with snakes, with snake rescuers, with uh, even snake bite issues, we try to list down what are the different messages we, or what are the different behaviors we typically come across on ground. Um, and then uh, how do you actually make, make it a very brief, clear message, something that we worked on? And it took some time because in our first version of the game, uh, we got feedback that, you know, your language is a little difficult. Uh, there is probably too much that you're trying to say um, that, uh, you know, what what does it lead to in terms of positive or negative is not very clear. So we did rework on these messages to make them shorter and clearer. And um, we also realized that there's so much to talk about, right? There is mm. uh, the snake uh, patterns to talk about in terms of uh, how they compare with one another. There is this whole typical behavior to talk about where people typically go to a Baba. Then there are some uh, first aid issues. Uh, there has been a legacy in terms of what first aid treatment should be given uh, on snake bite. And that legacy carries on despite the fact that the protocol now says that certain actions should not be taken. So, for example, this idea that you should tie a tourniquet about the uh, snake bite was there as part of the snake bite uh, first aid protocol earlier. But it's been, it's not been there for very long now. But it still continues as a, uh, as a sort of action point, even if you talk to people who are in the sector, uh, directly or indirectly. So, we also wanted to include a bit of that. So, some of these things... Um, you know, they came up as how do we, so there is the game and the 49 squares, but there's also space around it. So mm -hmm. how do we maximize 
that space without making it uh, an overburden. So you'll see a use of uh, cartoons, very simple cartoons that Kathy did. We've used images uh, of just the snake scale patterns. So those add, um, you know, some more layers of information. And with respect to uh, rescue kits, so it's not really systematically part of the game. Uh, but um, in one particular case, or I would say in two cases, where we were engaging with communities. So one was um, uh, something called Jeevakas that are run by the Narmada Bachao Andolan in the areas that have been cut off by the dams, by the dams on Narmada, where uh, there are schools that are run by Narmada Bachao Andolan for the communities that still are stuck in some sense there. There was a case of a child dying due to snake bite. And uh, because it's it's really uh, an area where snakes do uh, turn up in houses and in the school, it's not an unusual phenomena. We decided that as part of the set of games that we are sending them, we'll also send snake kits, one for each school. And one of our friends actually accompanied the material who does snake rescue and she trained. She gave a brief training to teachers on how to use the snake rescue kit. Uh, to uh, remove snakes and um, you know it was very heartwarming for us to see that after some time we got a video where one of the teachers a bit awkwardly but successfully was able to remove the snake from a from a school building inside the school building and put it bag it as we call it put it into mm -hmm. a cloth bag and then take it away and release it in a normal scenario what would have happened is that the snake would have been killed if it was found uh, or else it was potentially a danger, you know, in terms of uh, it biting somebody. Hmm. So um, that's where the rescue kit came in. And um, what we are trying to do now uh, when engaging with uh, groups and schools, for example, currently uh, we are engaging with an organization called Earth Focus in the Kanha landscape. Uh, they've uh, bought copies of the game and they started using them. But we did a session with their teachers to discuss the different questions that they have. Some of them are driven by, you know, like myths or uh, even outside superstition. Then some are very practical questions. And then also trying to explain to them how they can use the game in different ways and what all the game is trying to communicate. Uh, so we're also actively engaging with uh, people who buy the game, especially when they are working with groups uh, to, to be able to communicate finer aspects of the game and also related things. So, for example, uh, is there, has there been snake bite cases in your community? What do you typically do? Uh, do you know where you can get anti-venom? Because unless you don't know this in regular times, you're going to be struggling during a snake bite case. Mm. So, the idea is that uh, as part of the uh, training that we do, currently it's online. But what we try and do is that we also s give them a set of questions that we want them to find responses to. And it's like a, it's like a step by step training. So the first uh, session is a bit to introduce them to the game. And then we go back to them with some more details based on the questions they have. Uh, so the idea is that it's not just a game, but it also brings about at least some impact in their uh, community. Hmm. It seems very complex because, yeah, I'm I'm trying to paint a picture where you guys are doing this online, and I mean there is internet in those parts of 
of the geography and still these cases are dominant it's it's quite seems very complex is it oh so um <laughs> yeah see well ideally um, they should have been uh, one of the most important diseases that you know not just the medical fraternity but everybody whether it's designers or uh, you know entrepreneurs or anybody and everybody who would could be involved should have been involved in addressing it you know in um, but it's one of those invisible diseases basically because it's a it's a problem of the poor and a problem of the rural poor uh, it also falls into the category of certain other issues that we are blind to whether it is dog bite whether it is so many other tropical uh, diseases that uh, are not amongst the urban rich mm. and what we are doing is a very small thing but we try and see how effectively we can use whatever means are available to uh, further the impact yeah yeah uh and so khati you mentioned about people should be able to read uh and and your information density also you try to control if they are standing if they are playing in a group uh, can you tell us a little bit about how like what's the dimension uh, it's there on the website but you get it in three different dimensions and you made it on cloth and not any other material so did you guys sort of play around with how what kind of material you should make this in uh yeah before that i wanted to add a few things to what uh, piyush uh, had just said uh, yeah. so uh, while we are also giving a lot of description about the snakes we are uh, so there are finer things about you know for example if a teacher is conducting this session right what should be she be Uh, reinforcing for the students right so so we are not at in a in this game we are not expecting that after playing this game the the child is going to child or the adult or anybody who is playing the game is going to be able to identify these snakes that is not the intention of the game at all the, the thing that we are trying to reinforce is that it is confusing that to identify whether it is a venomous or a non venomous snake so you should not try to handle it basically so mm. and you know so the clear instructions that we are giving is to make sure that if there is a, a if you spot a snake in your vicinity then you have to uh, first leave it alone let it go out by itself if it does not uh, go out by itself or if it is in your home or it is you it is going to be a harm to you then you call a, uh, a snake rescuer uh so these are the things and you know in any case you should not be harming them so these are the some very simple things because it should not uh feel that you know they start thinking that now we can identify that this is venomous or non venomous and then they try to do something because that would be dangerous and it's it's uh, so some of the teacher training the the reason why this teacher training is important in that sense i mean it's not uh, it's not uh, it's not very mandatory it's i think we have still tried to make sure that uh, these things come across even if Uh, there is no specific teacher training but it is more it's it's useful so that the teacher can set this expectation especially if she is going to conduct it for a lot many classes that she ensures that she's not um, there's no messaging which gets muddled up uh, in in the gameplay so uh, that was one thing yeah. and also uh, uh, sorry to interrupt but also when uh, before the recording a uh, few days ago when we were discussing about this you mentioned about there are very sometimes very simple and silly reasons for the snake bites right uh, just because yeah. of 
like there's no torch at night or or you want to add yes. to that yeah exactly so what is very ast- uh, astounding about this so many people dying with snake bite is that it can be prevented with very small steps like if you go out in the dark uh, especially in rural areas the toilets are in, in in the out in the open you know it may be slightly detached from the house so if you go without a torch you know it, there can be a snake right on your porch and you know you will get bitten so just a simple solution is to take a torch and see where you are where you are stepping basically then wearing um something like the the boots which are you know longer slightly long gum boots kind of thing uh, while you are working in the uh, in the fields or uh, uh, not leaving any food near your house where you know the rat will get attracted and then because of that the snake will get attracted or not sleeping directly on the floor even if you keep like a mosquito net that becomes like an additional thing but if you directly sleep on the floor in the open then you you may basically are more prone to getting a snake bite so by avoiding some of these things it can be stopped so we have included that in our messaging also to make sure that if somebody's life can be saved by very simple things you know then why why is it not being communicated to more people Mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. so um, yeah going back to the the dimensions and the material yeah so the size was uh, basically we were thinking what are uh, what will be the use cases for the game and we knew that it would be for a bigger uh, we wanted it to be uh, primarily for big uh, bigger classrooms or audiences uh, but then you know uh, it is not always possible because if we make it very big you know then the costing also increases so we thought okay let us try to have two variants in the so if, if there's a small classroom uh, then you know we can have a medium size also the small size is for a normal play where you know just like a normal snake do any family can have it and they can play it then there is a middle one which is for a smaller uh, set of people maybe four people are playing and 10 people are watching and then uh, then the biggest one is actually uh, the bigger one is uh, for um, say about four children playing and about uh, 15 to 20 people wa- uh, watching the gameplay and we actually ended up making an extra large version also on request uh, which uh, i if piyush can help me recall who there's one organization in bhopal which had requested for a very big version which uh, uh, which basically is like uh, what student like children can stand on the game and then play along with it like that so oh, nice. yeah uh, the reason we took um, we selected um, cloth and i think that was uh, i think maybe piyush can explain that better because the whole cloth piece is more of uh, something that he has worked on to figure out the right right combination yeah so yeah i mean piyush uh, i'm sure it's not the cost factor but <laughs> or is it no 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 it's actually expensive uh, to use cloth okay. um but uh, see what happened is that um, when we worked on this game earlier in the sense uh, 10 years back on that version on water and sanitation we printed on flex um and the idea was that you could go and spread it out on the floor and play it etc but of course you know flex in itself is uh, very toxic as a material and there are also other challenges in terms of it doesn't uh, 
last very long, it gets damaged, it gets torn, uh, all those things also there with flex. Um, parallelly, uh, I had done a photography exhibition just before COVID in which I had printed uh, my photographs on handloom cloth. Um, and this exhibition, uh, you know, the quality of, of course, the printing was not like you would print on paper, but for my subject and for the kind of theme I was working on, it made really uh, beautiful images and that feel was very good. So I was very confident that a very high quality printing can be done on cloth. I knew the printer, there's a printer in Noida that I work with. Uh, so in some sense, uh, it the idea that it can, um, you know, be printed, that it's a good material, it's slightly different from what you're typically doing. It seemed much lighter uh, than going for a typical book. And it gave us a lot of flexibility in terms of size. Hmm. Um, and also then we were not uh, in that thing about, you know, we have to do certain number of prints for, uh, you know, it to enter the offset printing process sort of thing. So the idea that it costs more or less the same if you print one or you print 100 uh, was also uh, useful. And uh, the fact that this is uh, this can be washed, ironed, and it's got a very long life was also an advantage. Hmm. So all this put together, uh, it just seemed like the, the perfect choice, you know. Right. You mentioned about storage also, right? Yeah. 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 It makes sense. Cool. Um, yeah. Moving on to the sort of the last section of this uh, episode, I, uh, Piyush, uh, you mentioned about the snake bites predominantly affecting children uh, and this this sort of game kind of a setup also seems to be uh, more helpful for kids but i believe a lot of adults also need education and so yeah i mean who should sort of play these games and and uh, who's going to be benefited at large in india so well um you know, it. Um, I think it's unfortunate that we typically associate games with children. I feel that uh, adults actually need games even more than children today. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've really gone further and further away from very fundamental activities, uh, which are fun, which are learning. So in that sense, the game may look in terms of its look and feel, it may look like it is uh, more oriented towards children. But I think a good children's game uh, should be equally entertaining uh, for adults. So um, while the look and feel may be for children, our focus is not limited to children. Our focus is limited to anybody who needs to learn about snake and snake bite. Um, We have ended up, of course, I would say selling uh, or providing the product to more children focused groups. But there have also been cases where we are uh, dealing across with the community. And this is especially true when it goes into communities. So, for example, there is a, a small project in Bhima Shankar Wildlife Sanctuary uh, where we gave, um, you know, the large size game to, I think, seven villages. And there the idea was that. Um, it is used by children, but also by adults. And the facilitation is done by a couple of organizations that are working in that area. Uh, yeah. So for everybody, the game's for everybody. Mm-hmm. And and uh, 
Kathy, the designer, uh, you you made in like two different sizes and like uh, actually multiple sizes based on request. But did you dabble with languages? Like uh, India has a unique problem, yeah. not problem, but yeah, like a setup yeah. of different languages also. Yeah. So uh, so this was one other thing that we wanted that uh, this game should be in all Indian languages. Although right now we have it in English, Hindi, and Marathi. Uh, but uh, our intention is that if uh, uh, a child in rural India is going to play it, uh, he or she or even an adult is going to play it, it should be in a language that they are comfortable in so that they can really understand this and grasp it very well. So uh, right now we begin with uh, these three because uh, Marathi, like these were the, play, uh, you know, we knew more organizations or we thought we'll have more requests from these. But we are actually open uh, that if we get requests from uh, organizations who are keen to conduct it, maybe in kan- uh, Kannada or even from in, Beng- uh, in Gujarati or other languages, we are happy to uh, translate it and then uh, create versions of it really? on request. So because the, our ultimate goal is that it should, the messaging should spread to as many uh, people as it can. So. Yeah. Uh, and and Piyush, I'm sure you guys are working on this for very long. But um, have you thought of changing this or or making it? I don't know. For a lack of a better word, open source so that it can be can be localized and can be made much more regional. Uh, any any thoughts uh, right now? Um, so you know, uh, like Kathy said, our uh, initial plan was to actually do it in a number of more languages, and we also got somebody to translate in, it into Canada. But then, what we realized is that unless there isn't a local um, uh, resource person or group that is uh, going to like really work with the game, uh, it doesn't really um, just to translate it doesn't really mean much uh, mm-hmm. other than just effort at our end um currently because you know number of us are from maharashtra and we have a certain presence in the hindi speaking belt these two languages uh, we can we are seeing some uh, movement and some use uh, with respect to making it open source uh, what we've been thinking of and we haven't really been able to move on it but uh, we've been we have this idea of doing an online version of it um, of course, it'll be a very different game uh, when it's online. But the main challenge, I think, for us has to has been to be able to identify somebody who we can work with. And um, the financing of it is an issue, of course. But I think fundamentally, also like mindedness is important. And uh, that is one thing that I think uh, is one of the uh, next steps. And uh, you know, in terms of um, I am a little unsure of how um, open source material works um, in uh, real uh, life. I'll just give you one example. Um, there was somebody who got in touch with me stating that they have a event and they want to uh, use the game. They want to play the game. And there wasn't any time to actually uh, you know, ship the game to them. So we basically agreed that I'll send him a soft copy. And that he could print it out himself on a flex 
for lack of a better material at the last minute and then use it to play and finally what i got to see is that it was printed on flex and not played but just displayed mm. and proportionally the whole game had changed now it's not like uh, you know uh, we have a problem with the proportional uh, proportion changing per se but it essentially means that the shape of the snakes um mm-hmm. also changes you know and it it makes things a little um different from what the snake may look like or the form may look like when you typically see it mm-hmm. so um of course this was a um formal arrangement so we at least knew what happened with it but i'm not sure what happens when you open so something like this uh, so currently we are still in this space where we um, you know are, are going the traditional way as far as this material is concerned yeah but yeah. but i think we are open to seeing how it can become more available you know more in areas where it's really needed correct yeah. yeah also yeah now that you said this it makes sense for at least the designer in me because if you if you are giving a image to be printed out which is kind of a4 size but somebody takes in a1 or like a bigger size the pixelation can alter the perception of how the snake is actually right the density of the scales a lot more can can go wrong if those graphics are not printed in that way the question was actually towards uh when i said open source and uh, you said lack of a better word is because like as you mentioned in assam there are different snakes uh, which are poisonous so can i don't know it will be more challenge for kathy to design it that <laughs> can you ima- change the snakes there and make it local uh, but it, i understand it's going to be a, a, a yeah yeah a, so yeah we we did we did put that offer when we launched this game and the, we had uh, asked uh, there was people joining in that session and we s- said that if there are organizations or groups who are interested in uh, taking this forward in their areas then we are actually open to even uh, doing uh, some additional changes or translating it in that language etc so we are open to that it's just that we want to uh, in terms of this open source thing as a few mm-hmm. explained those minor challenges uh, one more thing that i wanted to add uh, is that uh, in terms of making sure that it reaches a lot of people right we also uh, this game got also published in cycle magazine for children so cycle is a very nice magazine for children in hindi and there's one in i think kishore magazine in uh, marathi and in the the hindu young world also it got published where you know the intention of uh, our intention was basically to make sure that it gets published in a way that is you know it looks it is useful and the children can read it and uh, can uh, make use of it or learn something from it and it can read uh, it can lead to a big audience because of the circulation of those magazines so Uh, so we are open to trying out all of these different mediums also as long as we make sure that the game gets played and the intention is not distorted or any such thing basically yeah 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 so before i conclude with piyush uh, kathy like anything that you want to share with respect to engaging on this yeah like really good cause of of making such a good game uh, any learnings as a designer from your policy 
uh, hat anything that you want to share uh, yeah i think uh, i i got to learn a lot about uh, snakes and uh, everything while in the process of designing but as a designer or even as a policy somebody who's interested in policy making right i think uh, i learned a lot about the process of consultation uh, in the process of making this game and i learned that uh, from piyush because he uh, number one he was uh, in from the beginning he made it a point that we would take feedback from a lot of people and uh, he involved a lot of people in this game uh, because i wasn't very sure that this is how it will go ahead but i think he had this clarity so he got in touch with uh, shubham uh, joes and all and got the feedback from them so that it at the end of the day the product had uh, all of these oversight and consultation from all of these people and and so that when we actually finally ended up uh, finally created this product we even sent it to romulus witaker who is known as the snake man of india and uh, yeah so we got a word from him as well so that so the quality was there and that came because of the iterations that we made and all of the consultation that we had done in the process of making it if i would be designing sitting alone in my house i don't think it would have been a good game but it because it got designed with input from everyone and then also feedback from all of our users whoever gave us feedback we tried to take them in and then whatever we could tweak we tweaked etc so i think that was very important and i think yeah that was my learning from this process yeah i'm i'm so inspired to to sort of yeah i'm going to buy this definitely let's see where i can collaborate but uh, yeah piyush just to conclude how has been the response so far what does future look like on your website it's also mentioned like yeah, there's some mission zero snake uh, bite deaths uh, tell us about it and like is it really possible how is snake do fitting in the larger puzzle and yeah so you know um, there's so much talk about that one feels that oh we've just started but yeah yeah that apart um, it's been very enriching also personally for me uh, and the response has been extremely positive from people in the sector people outside the sector we've been able to reach out to groups uh, that in some sense are actively um vulnerable to snake bite um and so in that sense you know i hope we've made some impact but just to give you a couple of examples uh, which are anecdotal but which still maybe give some insight so shubham was playing the game with children in his neighborhood uh, as part of some environment education activity and he got a call for a snake rescue so he basically told the children that you can continue to play with it and i'll just go and complete this snake rescue and come back so he came back in some time and the kids were still waiting for him and as soon as he came back the children said what is the snake you rescued we want to see it hmm. he had obviously already released the snake but when they said that we want to see it it meant that is it there in this game hmm. and it was a common cat snake and they immediately said oh yeah, yeah okay common cat snake and it's they were using the marathi version so they were using the local uh, term uh, so you know because as a as a as a person who's involved with designing the game you're always wondering whether it's really working whether what we've designed it with is going across and it's not so evident because 
when you see people playing the game obviously people are driven by the idea of winning or losing uh but what i've also realized is that uh, of course depending on the uh, resource person or the uh, person who's conducting the game but also otherwise there is a sort of subconscious uh, registration of details of different kind and there is a tendency to refer back to that when there is some opportunity or there is some uh, you know encounter that is one i personally was once in a rural area in madhya pradesh close to pachmadi uh, um, close to maheshwar and uh, we were setting out in the night it was completely pitch dark and i told this friend that you know we keep talking about wearing boots and carrying a torch let me at least do it myself and we set out for a walk and believe it or not if we didn't have a torch that day we would have stepped on snake <laughs> right so uh, there are things like this the the story i narrated to you about the jeevan shahad in narmada valley also was very uh, heartwarming for us so these kind of small anecdotes we have uh, for people who are specialists in snakes uh, and who work with rural communities the response has been very good and i think that has been the best thing because they really see it as a tool which they can use to further education to further conservation to reduce snake bite the zero snake bite um, mission is of course a very ambitious and i think it's a very necessary and important mission um even if with everybody's efforts uh, government non government uh, international organizations locals even if we don't reach uh, mission zero it's a whatever distance we cover in that journey it's an extremely important uh, journey to undertake and uh, i think and all of us involved with this game think that this is a small contribution uh, to that larger mission um and uh, in that sense we would we would like to believe that even if it's not achievable in terms of 100% uh, efforts like this but many other far larger and you know more serious efforts contribute to reducing uh, snake bite deaths contribute to reducing snake bites and also in killing of snakes uh, because it's really unfair that uh, snakes are killed in such large numbers hmm. so um, yeah i think that's what i would like to say yeah great i i wish to in fact uh, many of you must have been knowing amit verma uh, the scene and the unseen he has yeah. longer episodes i wish we could do that with this a very long episode going into a lot of details and obviously stories and uh, uh, but uh, just one last question piyush uh, has this been the snake uh, uh, bite and and worry from snakes has this been an indian thing or it's seen globally or is it in the tropical countries or are there like similar initiatives uh, uh, outside india um so you know people working in the sector always suspected or rather i would say knew that the number of snake bite deaths or the number of uh, you know um uh, maiming or paralyzed paralysis that um, incidences due snake bites are extremely high but we never had the data mm. uh, because in the way um data was collected uh, for uh, deaths 
snake bite was not really a category under which uh, data was collected for very long and the numbers uh, that we now know are actually through uh, larger studies carried out including one particular um, study i think which was called the 1 million death study where um, the the causes for those million deaths were actually found out by uh, house to house visits and there are lots of other sources for uh, this information so i would say this um, quantification uh, this realization uh, in the scientific community uh, and in the policy communities is probably less than a decade old um and uh, unfortunately uh, the numbers uh, globally are are very high in india you know, the mm-hmm. data currently tells us about 80% of the global snake that de- bite deaths are in india uh, so in some sense it it obviously becomes a very important problem for us to handle but this is also proportional to the kind of population we have and the human density mm-hmm. we have uh, but this is a big problem in a number of other countries especially that are more rural and tropical and subtropical because that's where there's a, a greater diversity of snakes and greater interface between people and snakes so this remains an extremely important issue to tackle at the national level but also globally and um, snake bites in our country um, are also quite widespread but there are some clear trends of certain states certain geographies being more prone uh, there being a uh, large number of snake bite cases during certain seasons during certain episodes so we have a lot of material uh, and information now to work with mm. um, and i think as more work happens on this this will only become more clearer in terms of what is the uh, sheer scale of the problem Hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, it's it's very very inspiring uh for the project and all the power and all the very best uh to to sort of take this forward to more people and yeah, I would like to conclude on that note. Thanks a lot for giving your time. It was really really wonderful and yeah, a lot of learning for me as well. So, thank you Kathy, thank you Piyush. Thanks Kedar. Really kind of you to have thought of us. Awesome. Thanks Kedar. Okay, that's it. Thanks. And that's it from today's Gyan session. For show notes and more Gyan, visit audiogyan.com. And if you wish to connect with me, I am at audiogyan moments on Instagram. Until then, take care.